to Lifting Leaders Podcast, where we're unleashing leader possibilities to make a better world. I'm Trisha Ryan, and together with Crystal Roberts, we're diving deeper into some of the complexities of the world's most critical challenges and exploring innovative ways of navigating through them. Through interviews with experts and leaders just like you, we are exploring what it takes to thrive as a leader today and examining new ways of thinking about how to creatively lead into a more equitable, socially responsible, and sustainable future. And the future starts now. I so enjoyed that interview with Jeff Bellman. Oh my gosh. You know, I felt like it was a gift while we were there, but all week long, I find myself thinking back about that conversation and what we got from it. I mean, I really felt like it was such an honor to sit there with him and get that wisdom. You know, it was, it was like listening to someone talk about their life and it was exactly what that was, but so engaging and he just made me want to drink in what he was talking about but stay in that moment for a long time yeah wonderful yeah and so today we are going to unpack just one of the ideas Mm -hmm. that he shared among many many ideas that he shared from his book extraordinary groups and this was actually this book is written um, both Jeff and Kathleen Ryan, and it's called Extraordinary Groups, How Ordinary Teams Achieve Amazing Results. And this is just one of the six books that he wrote. Yes. And this one, I, you know, this one I know the best because I actually had this book years ago and I probably still have it now, but um, you know me, I have books everywhere. So, uh, but I will tell you, this one had a lot of impact for me back when I first got it, you know, I was working with a lot of teams in healthcare and I was actually going through a master's program at the time and I needed it. I needed this information and it was so impactful for me because it gave me a, a new perspective on um, a lot of the dynamics that go on with extraordinary groups. Yeah. And I've used this book as well. It's it's a real uh, go-to. And Jeff was actually um, well-connected to some of the people that I worked with. And so we used his material quite a bit. And so one of the things that was one of my favorites out of this, and it aligns really well to the work that we talk and talk about on the podcast around change, mm-hmm. is transformation. So when yes. we talk about change, we also want to think about transformation. And so I know you talk a lot about the difference between change and transition, and this is transformation. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I mean, this is something that I have a real passion around to, you know, changes everywhere. It happens to us from the time we get up until we go to bed and how we view it um, determines how well we navigate it. Right. And so one of the things that I think a lot of people think Change is just transition, moving from one thing to another, but it isn't. It has a lot to do with not only your head, but more more so your heart, you know, and that's transformation. I think until you get it in your heart and you can, you can own it, uh, that change will not be real for you. And I think it, it follows a bridges model. You know, Bill Bridges was, you know, a, 
I felt was a guru in the world of transition. And for years we used that word. But when I think about the model that he set forth, I never thought of it as transition. I considered it transformation. Yeah. You know, his his whole thing is that, you know, you you cannot start something new until something else ends, but there's that messy middle where you have to make it right for yourself. And that is that journey to get it right in your heart in my view. Yeah. So yeah, Yeah. this is, this is so, um, this whole book is great, but I love this chapter that really focuses on, you know, the heart of transformation. Yeah. So how he defines transformation is a fundamental shift in individual perceptions that accelerates behavior change and personal vitality. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that shift can take place with just a head, right? just what's going on in your head. You can, you can change things that way. I'm not sure you'll buy into it that much, but yes, um, I think that's exactly, that's the way I would, I would look at it too. I might put the word hard in there though, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And when he's talking about transformation, he poses that transformation is not a small shift, that it's an actual fundamental shift. Mm -hmm. And He said he's not talking about linear logical movement. He's talking about the earth moved. Our bearings have shifted. Yes. And I can now see it differently. And so it has to have both that heart and the head. Yeah, I think um, he talks about individual perceptions, you know, and and when those perceptions shift at a fundamental level, um, the way an individual sees is alter. And it is, you know, it's like waking up. Isn't yeah. it? It's like waking up to something. And um, that's often, you know, when you see somebody go, oh, it's yeah. an aha moment. Mm-hmm. You can't take that back. Once you have had an insight like that, you can't take it back. You can't uninsight it. <laughs> if yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? So, yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. So, so it's when you can now see the world in a new way. Right. Um, It also accelerates behavior change. Mm -hmm. So individuals change their behavior so that they're acting in alignment with this new vision of what the world looks like. Mm -hmm. So once they've had that Mm -hmm. shift, their actual behavior follows. And I would think that's so interesting. A lot of times we really focus on the behavior and sometimes that's what we need to do to make those small shifts. But here it's led by the transformation and because you see the world in a new way, your behavior changes. You know, that I love that. And I think about, you know, how when you're in a business and, they, and a change is happening, a major change, and little incremental steps that you're taking towards making that change, for somebody who doesn't buy into it yet, it's yeah. just a change to make. And you're going through the motions. Yeah. It's not until it makes sense. It's not until that person gets it and they have that aha moment that it really, that change will really be successful, I think. Yeah. Because otherwise you are going to be putting band-aids on things forever, trying to get people to buy into something they haven't, they don't understand yet. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, this is great. Yeah. And then the other thing he talks about is personal vitality. Because of the shift in perception, the individual feels more alive Mm -hmm. and more committed, connected, and contributing. You know, Part of this makes me think about Marcus Buckingham again. You know, we, yeah. we talk about Marcus a lot. And, and one of the things in his love and work, he talks about how you lose track of time and you, and you find yourself, you know, being as engaged 
at the end of something that you've been working on as you were when you started, you know, and you think about it a lot. Why I think about that is I was looking at this um, and personal vitality, right? Yeah. And how that it's, it's like an energy. It's like a, you know, giving you a whole new perspective, making you look uh, at something with a lot more um, hope and, and better feelings about something that's coming. And so I, I do like that. I think it's, it's more like you're eager to get into it. You want to get into it. And that's where it really just, to me, it's parallel with what Marcus talks about. Yeah. I also think that the thing that's interesting that they, they say there is that it's contagious, you know, that, that Jeff says, um, in his book here, I really think that's so true. When somebody has a transformation, Mm -hmm. they can't wait to talk about it. And that, energy is just super infectious. Yeah. And that is something that I think leaders should remember. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things we we live in a world right now where things change so quickly that that people are just becoming they're kind of numb, right? Yeah. They're becoming numb to it. And if a leader can rise above that a little bit and and really show some enthusiasm and some interest in what that change is and why they feel that way and how they want to bring, you know, I want you to be along with me. I think this, you know, I think that we could make a huge difference, get people excited. I think that we might see a shift in the way people feel when they're at work all day long. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Who comes to mind when I think about people who have gone through a transformation are our fellow Hudson coaches. Oh my word. Yes. And what is so interesting about that to me is that this piece about personal vitality, people come away with this new energy, but it's also really infectious. And I think of myself, I'm like such a Hudson evangelist, you know, I talk about how great it is. I love when I get a chance to actually coach people who are just in the program. So they have to do coaching, mm-hmm. be coached as part of the program because I'm like, Oh, it's just so great. You're going to love it. It's part of a great community. And so I think when I think about transformation and what I've gone through for me, that was one of the biggest things that I've done for true transformation was to actually become a coach and go through that program. Yeah. You know, that's a great example because it's, that's a life changer. You know, the, yeah. the deep work that we have to do to become coaches is, um, I, I'm not sure other people can necessarily understand what we're talking about, but it is it is absolute trans transformational um, work yeah. that you cannot take back. Once you've been there, you have been through a deep dive into your own self yeah. um, enough that, and then you're taught how to see that in others. It is, it's an amazing experience, and that is what can happen with major change in an organization and a group can experience that, Yes, you know, if, if they've got enough passion and that, that really does take the leader to do that most often. Yeah. And I know, uh, you as well have worked with groups and you've been able to take them through a process where they would say, yeah, I have actually gone through a transformation, mm-hmm. starting with myself and then moving to the group. Right. And that's really satisfying work. We love to do that work. Yeah. So there's four feelings he talks about at the heart of transformation. And if you can answer yes to all of these questions, then you've actually been through a transformation. The four questions are, did this experience energize you? Did you feel more deeply connected to your group or the world around you? 
Did you feel more hopeful about yourself, your group, or the world around you? And did you feel changed by this experience? Mm -hmm. So if you can answer yes to that for you and your group, then it has actually been a transformation. Yeah. And, you know, that that is when you see change happen at a broader level, too. You know, it's like the rock, right? Dropped yeah. in water. The ripple effect yeah. is is far reaching. And, and that happens with all those yeses, right? Mm-hmm. If somebody feels energized by something that's happened and they feel like they've been changed and, you know, and it makes a difference and they're a part of it. Um, that ripple effect can be far-reaching. And so at a leader level, that is a good thing to remember. You know, if a leader is going to inspire other people to move with them, you know, if they, if they show that energy, if they, if they buy into it themselves, they need to own it. You know, it's not yeah. just, here we have another change. It wasn't our job. It, somebody else told us we had to do this. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, Look at the difference we can make here in the world with this change. Yeah. It's amazing, you know, so. Leader, such an important part of, of leading that change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sort of shorthand, it's, um, is the group more energized? Do they feel connected mm-hmm. and more hopeful and can actually point to being changed? Yeah. He talked about how transformation happens in groups. I really love this portion, actually, because um, when I talk about change, I can say, you know, here's a pen in one hand, I'm going to put it in the other hand, and that in itself is a change that's very, you know, simple, right? But, and that doesn't take your heart. It really doesn't take anything from your heart. You just have to say, okay, yeah, it changed, right? It's yeah. no longer there, it's now here. But, and that's, that's the head, yeah. Right. This right. makes sense. Let's make these, you know, this wheel needs to go next to this cog. Those are things that can change. And that really only needs to, imp- you know, involve the head. But to get a group to really transform, you have to engage both the yeah. head and the, head. the heart. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I love how he shares what it looks like when it's head versus heart. Yes. And so I'm just going to read through that. So the, the head deals with the facts, heart, emotions, the head logic, the heart intuition, the head analysis, the heart meaning, the head knowing, and the heart sensing, the head practical, and the heart passionate, the head transition, and the heart transformation. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it doesn't happen all at once for everybody. No. And that's that goes back to bridges as well, but it's people will will own it and people will transform when they're ready. Yeah. When they hear it, when they get it. And so it's one person at a time. Yeah. And that builds, you know, one person's enthusiasm can build another person's and so on and so on. And that's one of the best ways to get a group on board is especially if it's peer driven like right. that, right? Yeah. I, I trust that, you know, I shouldn't say that, but, but I have been in groups where I wasn't necessarily on board with the leader as much as I was my coworkers, right? Yes. So when my coworkers wanted to see change or when I wanted to see change, I would go to my coworkers about that. Yeah. Um, I don't think I necessarily would have looked to a few of my leaders. Most most of them I would, but there are a few in, in time. Yeah. 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 So... He also sort of gives a a reality check here Mm. that transformation is um, personal and it's not guaranteed. It's true. Yeah. 
So we hope that the you get enough people changing, transforming in this group mm-hmm. that it brings everyone along, but that's not always going to happen. You know, I think about uh, some of the things, you know, it's leading is a very complex thing. You know, it, it's way more complex than people give it credit for being, but there are things that have to be considered whenever we're looking for somebody to be transformed or when we're looking to move a population through whatever the initiative is. And that is that not everybody is going to come along. There's no guarantee that they will. You could try all you want to, but depending on a person's values, their experiences, their, their highs, their lows, and whether they, even their resilience level, you know, that can determine whether somebody's going to come along. So it is incumbent upon the leader to be able to read their people and find out, you know, learn who they are, know them before you start asking everybody to go down a path, right? Yeah. But I think also if you really need a group to move in that direction and you have some people that aren't willing to make that leap, it is important for the leader to set that expectation about where they want people to go. And maybe they don't do the full transformation, but they have to be willing to go along uh, in a work setting. That group has to be, everyone in the group has to be able to move and make that transition. That's absolutely right. I, I agree with you completely. You know, you don't have to have a passion for everything you do, but if it is an expectation that you're gonna, you're going to work with others in a, a change of some type, you need to be ready to do that. That's yeah. what we get paid for, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And sometimes since we can't move everybody and it has to be that personal choice, then it's our job as a leader to try and understand what what's getting in that person's way, right. what are the barriers they're experiencing, and how to help them maybe overcome that. And if they're just not able to, to try and figure out what's a good exit strategy for that person. Maybe a different group is a better fit for them, or maybe they just need to find a new organization. But it is important not to allow one or two people to drag the group down. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like that you you said to try and unpack that a little bit. Yeah. Because sometimes that's what people just need. They just need somebody, somebody they respect or somebody that they identify with, um, helping them unpack something. You don't have to go so deeply, but if there's somebody who's reluctant based on just one perception yeah, and you can unpack that perception a little bit, often you can move a person. So I, I think that in itself is very encouraging. Yeah. And the other thing I was just working with a group and we had a really good discussion about when do we need to have empathy when do we need to hold accountable? Mm-hmm. And every organization is different around their tolerance there. And I think that's one of the things that I've learned just recently, having exposure to a lot of different companies, that some companies were going to give you just a, a little bit of space there, and then you need to get on board. <laughs> yes. You know, yes, you need to move true. along. Others are much more... Um, empathetic and they'll have longer conversations they'll allow more time for people to adjust and become good with a change but understanding that as a participant in a group and as the leader if you're new to the organization 
that it is different Mm -hmm. based on the organization you're in. And that is on such a spectrum, if you think about it. Mm -hmm. I have worked in several organizations over the years, both, you know, public and private and nonprofit, you name it. And um, I will say that it can be at the extreme of either one of those things, you know, that uh, you're just going to have to get on board. I've worked for a company like that, and it was a little more command and control and not quite as fun to work, but we got a lot of work done. Yeah. Very productive organization. And then the other side of that, um, a, one of the organizations I worked for, and I worked for a few healthcare organizations, and one of them was so on the other side of that spectrum to make sure that everybody was on, on board and everybody was okay. And we, we just struggled to get anything done because yeah. we were so busy wanting to make sure everybody was passionate about what they were doing. Yeah. And um, that was frustrating for it was frustrating for me as an OD practitioner, but it was very frustrating for our organization because people couldn't see um, how their work was was showing up. Yeah. You know, we were still waiting for everybody to be on board. So, yeah, it's it's really it's another line that leaders need to you know kind of keep in mind as they are helping people go through transition, there may be times when you just don't have the option, right? We've got to move forward. And so how you help people move forward, whether they are passionate about it or not, or whether they embrace it, you, there are ways to do that. And sometimes it's just really laying it out. You know, I don't have all the answers, but I will tell you what I can tell you as it comes up. Right. And I will have, I'll be with you every step of the way, you know, I'll do what I can to make sure you have the skills and everything you need. That can help people to just move forward until they can start understanding. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, what are the clear expectations that my one of my favorite Brené Brown quotes, clear is kind yeah. and unclear is unkind. Yeah. Very true. And then looking back at what are the things that you can appeal to someone's head as we talked about and what are the things that you can do to appeal to their heart absolutely, and addressing it both through head and heart for that transformation. Yeah, this was, um, I loved, I really do love this book, but I love this particular chapter. Um, it is, it does speak to my heart, you know, and my head as well, thankfully. Yeah. yeah. So yes, it was, um, that was not only a wonderful visit and a great discussion, uh, but the gifts that he's left to the world through his books, you know, Jeff is an amazing man. Yeah. Humble and amazing. And humble. Yeah. We'll sing his praises, but such a humble, yes. humble guy. Yeah. So let's keep that conversation going. If you have questions or comments about the show, you can find us on all our social media channels at lifting underscore leaders. We have so many exceptional podcast episodes coming up more with fantastic guests. So be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple podcast or wherever you listen. If you know someone who would find this episode inspiring, share it with them, text them, email them, or take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram and tag us at lifting underscore leaders. If you'd like to know more about us, our guests, or the show, please go to our website at liftingleaderspodcast.com. You'll find show notes there as well. If you're looking for help in developing your leaders or would like a growth opportunity yourself through coaching, please contact us through our website at www.liftingleaderspodcast.com. Thank you to Ari Chance Roberts for his technical support of our show. 
finally, please take 30 seconds and follow us. It helps you because you never miss an episode. And it helps us because you never miss an episode. Yes. To follow us, go to the Lifting Leaders Podcast Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen. Then just tap the plus sign in the upper right-hand corner or click on follow. While you're there, if you'd be willing to give us a five-star rating and review and share the episode with a friend, we would be so grateful. Thank you, Trisha, for going down a little bit of memory lane here. About Thank you. Many thanks to you, our listeners. We appreciate you so much. Find ways every day to lift each other up. Have a fabulous week. Take good care.